What's up, Overcomers? Welcome to another episode of the Overcoming You podcast. I am your host, Josh Canuti, and I just want to say thank you so much for everyone that is listening. Thank you so much to everyone that subscribes. It's been uh, really, really cool. This podcast has really started to grow, and it's uh, so interesting to see us starting to top the charts in different areas of the world that I never thought this podcast would extend to or get to. So I just want to say thank you so much to everybody that has done so. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome. And please hit that subscribe button, give us a rating, write us a review. We'd love to hear your feedback. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Onnit. Onnit is one of the fastest growing health and fitness companies in the world. And they have some amazing deals going on right now. Right now, you can get up to 50% off on apparel and accessories and all different types of gear. If you visit onnit.com slash OCY, just for overcoming listeners, you can get up to 10% off your purchase. And at the bare minimum, especially, especially, especially if you do not live in an area of the world that is like Southern California, where it's pretty much sunny 360 days of the year, please go to Onnit and get some vitamin D. You need to get some vitamin D supplements. Not only am I reading on the CDC and other medical websites that vitamin D can be instrumental in help fighting off and fighting with COVID-19, but at the very minimum, vitamin D is one of the best supplements to increase happiness. And in this crazy-ass time, we could all use a little extra dose of happy. So visit onnit.com slash O-C-Y and save up to 10% on your order. That's onnit.com slash O-C-Y. This episode of the podcast is also brought to you by BetterHelp. BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is such an amazing company. Their mission literally is BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I know there's a lot of stigmatism around psychiatry or or therapy or whatnot, but I always equate it to the exact same thing as when I get into my car, I put a seatbelt on just in case I'm going to get into an accident, not because I'm going to. And I'm telling you, I'm talking to a lot of people and talking to a lot of psychologists and therapists and medical doctors, and the mental health of the United States and of the world is not going in the right direction. And if you're stressed out, if you're sitting there and maybe you still have a job, but you don't know whether you're going to be laid off or you're going to be furloughed, or if you're out of job and you're freaked out or stressed out about rent and this and that, I'm telling you, go to betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y, you're going to save up to 10%, and it's only for overcoming listeners only. So go to betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y and connect with a secure, licensed therapist, help you out and help you walk through some of these things going on in life. And the bare minimum, it's going to be someone that you can just talk to and open up and get some of these things off your chest and off your mind. That's betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y, betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash o c y and for you the overcomers are going to get an extra 10 percent off your first month my guest today is a good buddy of mine and actually the co-host of an awesome podcast titled feeling good with duddy and that is jake b if you haven't listened to that podcast i highly recommend it and they have some amazing guests like yours truly but nonetheless it's such a breath of fresh air in today's climate with political this and covid that just go over there laugh chuckle listen to some dick and fart and shit jokes it's just a like i said it's just a real breath of fresh air and i loved having jake come onto the podcast because he's one of these people that we all have in our friendship circles just these these happy go lucky 
always looks at the cup as half full type of people. But the cool thing is, is that not that he doesn't have downtimes, but when he does have downtimes, he looks at things different. But also, in order for him to get to this feeling good, kind of happy-go-lucky type of dude, he actually put in a lot more work than I was expecting to hear. I was kind of expecting him to be like, well, I had you know an awesome family, just kind of grew up, which he did, just kind of grew up happy, and that's just the way I am. But no, he actually puts in some real quality, diligent work in order to get that. And the other cool thing is, is that you'll hear us talk about on the podcast, but him and I both despise running with a passion. Well, Josh... And Jake, why why the fuck do you run? Well, the reason being is because of that feeling that you get of accomplishment. And it's so cool because he breaks it down so well. And I love the fact that you take something that he didn't want to do or didn't think he was good at. And he'll walk, he walks us through and we kind of talk about it step by step on how to do that. But the feeling that he got and the feeling of being proud of himself and increasing his happiness, which increases you know, the love that he has for his family and the world, is so monumental. And I love the fact that we were able to walk through this. And I think if you take some of the steps that we talk about in this podcast and apply it to your life, you too will start to achieve and ultimately starting to feel better and feel good. So please welcome my buddy, my running partner, Jake B. Jake the Snake, host of the Feeling Good with Duddy podcast, my running partner, my partner in crime lately. What's going down, my man? How are you? Dude, life is good. I mean, life is weird, obviously, for everybody. But yep. within that weirdness, I count my life as very good. I'm still having a, a good time dealing with the quarantine. Each time I have somebody on. So first of all, thanks for doing this. Um, oh, yeah. So how are you dealing with everything? I know we're kind of in the groove. Everyone's kind of in the groove now, but a little different of a wrinkle because you have a brand new baby boy. So how's everything going for you right now in this uh, Corona pandemic freaking time? So it's weird. So I'm a barber. Barbershops are closed. So I am home. Um, and I'm taking it as, look, at first there was a, I'd say about a, a little over a month in, I started to get antsy. I started to get a little weird and feel weird about this whole thing. And then all of a sudden my mindset switched and I said, dude, I'm going to count this as a, the luckiest thing ever. I have a one-year-old son and I get to be home with him every day. Yeah. So then I started just diving into that. I'm skateboarding with my kid. I'm, I'm, I'm taking him on walks and I'm just getting to know him real well. And so if I have to find the, the, the shining light and all this, that that's it. And look, our bills are still paid. Luckily, my wife is still working. Nice. And I'm just counting it all as, hey, free time to hang out with my kid. And also I have my own podcast. So I'm diving into that with my brother. And yep. so I can't complain as much as a lot of other people can and should and or you know whatever sure so. sure yeah and i i absolutely love that a- attitude and that kind of thought process so you'll get a kick out of this i was telling miguel before the um audio guys before you came on so obviously we're in coronavirus you're a barber um you have a barber shop down in um uh long beach right long beach. yeah long beach what's the what's the name of it or what's it called american vintage barbershop in long beach california all right. So I'm sitting there about three weeks in. First of all, it was as soon as this whole thing shut down, I was like, I should probably go get a haircut or something. It was like right around that time. And then everything shut down, barbershop shut down. And then two weeks, three weeks. Finally, my wife is like, dude, you've got to do something with your fucking hair. But she goes, I can cut it. I'm like, when when did you get these skills? All of a sudden, just randomly, now you know how to cut hair. She's like, let me just try. Let me just try. I'm like, all right, fine. So I sat outside in the front front yard and she went to town and it looked like she took a fucking weed whacker 
at my oh, head. No. It's the worst thing ever. So I had to do the full on COVID nineteen and just fucking buzz my head and kind of go at it. So, but I was like, when did you think that you got these skills? You just randomly woke up and like jammed the thing in the back of your neck like Matrix, and now you have these skills. Like, who do you think you are, <laughs> <laughs> dude? Well, yeah, I think it's with girls, especially. They're always doing makeup. They do each other's hair, you know, if they're girly girls or whatever. So they they have a little more like general beauty skills than just your average dude yeah. it doesn't always work out but most girls are like i'll cut your hair yeah i got this they're <laughs> confident which confidence is half the battle with haircutting you got to just dive in but yeah it doesn't always work out no no not at all so you alluded to your podcast so thank you for allowing me to come on your podcast a couple times i really do appreciate it. it's a really breath of fresh air feeling good with duddy it's you and your brother i actually don't know how did you guys start that coming up because um, for those of you that don't know, your brother's in the band Dirty Head, so he's traveling yep. all the time. So how did this, what was the impetus? What? Was, how did this whole thing start? Because it's a really cool podcast, really fun. My brother, uh, you know, yeah, he is in a band, the Dirty Heads. They're a big band, they're popular. So there was a local recording studio that wanted to do a commercial f- to bring people in to record at their studio. And they had a connection to my brother. So my brother was brought into the studio in Tustin to shoot a commercial. Hey, bands, come on in to the studio and record. And so yep. they wanted to hire my brother to do that. And it was funny. My brother went in to do that commercial, didn't end up doing the commercial. Like they ended up not shooting that commercial. But what happened was my brother happened to notice that they had a podcast room within the studio. Yeah. And just all he said was, Oh, cool. A podcast room. You, you guys do podcasts here. And then the owner of the studio knows that my brother has a big following. He says, we do. Would you like to do a podcast? Yeah. And my brother's like, hell yeah, I would like to. It was as easy as that. And then where I come in is I've been doing my own show on Facebook for two years. I call it the morning ride show. When I drive to my job in Long Beach to cut hair, I just talk shit all the way to work live on Facebook two days a week. I already had almost 200 episodes when my brother was offered this podcast. So naturally he just called me. He's all, Jake, why don't you be my co-host? You've been doing this for a while anyway. Yeah. And I, I said, okay, that was it. A week later, we did our first episode. Nice. Yeah, it's, it. it's been growing like crazy too. You guys have some really cool, cool guests on there and stuff like that. So it's been really cool. What's been, not to call any guests out, but what's been like the maybe the weirdest thing or the oddest thing that's happened during the uh, podcast? And then what's something? What's like a benefit of the podcast that you didn't think would be a benefit that you look back now and you're like, wow, that's really cool that that happened. So what's an odd thing or what's a benefit? God, there's there's so many great things, but I guess. <laughs> The odd thing is is easy, and it happened on our first episode, and in a weird way, this has also been a benefit from the show because it turned into this popular thing that is like a staple of our show, and you're not going to believe it when you hear it. You already know about it, but yeah. your listeners aren't going <laughs> to. Very first episode of our show, we have on a guy named Cheese, who's the manager of my brother's band, as well as Sublime with Rome and many other like big bands. He happens to tell us a story about him about he's on the way to, to do a record, a meeting to get my brother's band a record deal. He shits his pants on the way to the meeting, uh, pulls over at a gas station, pulls out some napkins that are like, you know, sitting out. Yeah. Does his best cleanup job and then just goes to the meeting, s- still kind of shitty panty, oh. right? Yes. The story blew up and it kind of, first episode of our show and, and everyone's talking about cheese shitting himself. And yeah. then almost every episode since our guests, including you, 
have told us a story about how they shit themselves. And so it's this weird thing where it's super embarrassing. Nobody really wants to tell it. But then when you realize everyone's probably shit themselves or a lot of people have, it becomes this freeing thing where now our guests are like, I can't wait to tell you the time (laughs) I shit my pants. Who knows where your niche is going to come from, but I guess we got the dookie pants stories on lock over at Feeling Good with Duddy. It was funny. The first time I was on... You know, my whole the whole reason why I wanted to come on is, you know, talk about mental health, talk about, you know, because so many people struggle in today's life. And I was like, I left there and I was a fan of you guys. I was a fan of the podcast, fan of uh, Dirty Heads left there. And I was like, oh, wow, I I felt like I really got some. It was a great interaction. We had a lot of fun. We talked about some serious stuff. So it was a really cool dichotomy. I loved the whole thing. And I go home. And after the podcast comes out, I talk to my wife and I'm like, oh, she's going to be so proud of me. Like we talked, it was so funny. It was so in- insightful. There's so many good stories and like we helped so many people, all of your thousands of listeners, everything. And she goes, did you really shit your pants that time you were with me? And I'm like, that's all that you heard. That's oh, yeah. the only thing you heard on that whole entire thing. All the funny stuff, all the important things that we talked about. That's the only thing you heard. And she goes, I knew something was up with that, that, uh, that trip to the store. Yeah. I knew you did something. I knew that was weird why you wanted to leave so quickly. And I'm like, well, it's, it's out there now. <laughs> it's out there. And it's so funny because multiple people, when they were done with the show, they're like, I've never told anyone that story. And I don't know why I just wanted to say it on this show. Yeah. And, it was, and I wanted to say about you being on our show, like, especially I guess the first time, because it went from we don't know you to now we know you. Our fans loved your episode. And I'm sure you got a lot of messages because yeah. we did from our fans saying, dude, everyone out there struggles with mental health. So many people, even the most confident person on earth has those moments. And it's just nice because uh, our show is meant to make people feel good. But yep. a lot of times we use humor and goofing around. And although we did that with you, we used real life dark situations you shared your darkest times and it helps so many of our listeners they love you you yeah so it was a perfect relationship when you came on yeah and the other really cool thing about when we get together and we talk um either on on air or off air or whatever is that you have someone like me we're a little bit more serious a little bit more on, on on topic of mental health and trying to help people overcome but it was so refreshing or I feel like it was so refreshing to have somebody like yourself and have somebody like Duddy. You just are two happy-go-lucky dudes, you know? And when you look at – when you hear your podcast, when you talk to you in person, off mic, like I said, on camera doesn't make a difference. It's so refreshing to know that even the happy-go-lucky people sometimes have down days. Even people that have a, an amazing podcast and it's going like crazy have down days. Even people in Dirty Heads, which is just like a feel-good type of music, you can't put yeah. – dirty heads on and not feel good you know even duddy goes like gosh yeah sometimes i don't feel so good so it was so powerful and that was a lot of the messages that i got from my listeners that transferred over and a lot of the dms were like oh i didn't think anybody i didn't think jake all he does is laugh and and crack jokes i didn't think that he sometimes feels feels down or has down days or i didn't think duddy from the dirty head sometimes has has down days and i think that's so powerful to you know, that whole additive misery loves company. I never want to focus on the misery, but mm-hmm. it is, there is something that makes you feel good knowing that other people sometimes or do feel, feel like you do. So it was just so powerful. And I can't tell you how many people that were following me, weren't following me, whatever, reached out and just said, thank you for doing that. And it was just, like I said, not to keep belaboring the point, but it was just a really fun 
intersection of laughter and humor, but also mixed in with some serious stuff. So it was just a really, really cool thing. So it's really awesome. Perfect. That's what we want our show to be too. It's like, obviously the feeling good with Tuddy, the whole goal with our show was there's so much negativity online, politics, religion, everyone's looking for an argument on our show. We just want to make you laugh, yep. but we don't want to just be corn balls either. We want to touch on real things. We want to really help if we can, but the whole point is hopefully you go away going, man, I laughed 10 times while I listened to that show. I feel better. Yep. Done deal. You know, everyone wins. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one thing that I wanted to talk to you about in what I'm understanding is that sometimes people don't know when they do it, when they're doing some great things, they don't really know that they're doing great things. And the reason why I say that is that having to got to know you a little bit more, we've done some running together, which I want to get to later and kind of um, hung out a little bit. You're just so kind of even kill and kind of so just just kind of happy all, all the time. And I know you have down days. I know you have up days and all that type of stuff like we all do. But for the overwhelming majority or from what I've hung out with you, which has been going on quite a quite a bit of a time now, is that you always seem kind of just happy go lucky. Is that something that you just has have always had or is it a conscious effort? And like I said, sometimes people don't know it. So you may not be able to articulate it because it just could just be in you. But I wanted to ask you, do you know, do you make like a conscious effort to do that? Like you did with this coronavirus, like you said, or, or what? Yeah, well, it's, it's a weird thing because, you know, like everybody, there's like public me, you know, and there's private me. And, and obviously the private me is where you're going to get the more serious side of me. Like my wife sees when I'm down and she has to be like, what's up with you, dude? Like lately you've been kind of lagging around. I like everybody, dude. Sure. And I'm kind of one of those dudes where <laughs> like, I am a happy person, by the way. I, I'm yeah. fully grateful for my life. Look, I don't have a whole lot of shit to complain about. I grew up in Huntington Beach, near the beach. I, I surf, I skateboard. My family's healthy. I've got a beautiful kid. Like, I've always had a pretty good life. I've never been rich. I've never been dirt poor. I've always just been uh, able to pay the bills. Bare- <laughs> but I'm always like right there. Yeah. Uh, I kind of... I, I guess what, what one thing that my parents taught me is it doesn't matter how big your house is, how cool your car is, like happiness is the goal. So I've always thought about this. I don't care if I'm rich. I care if I'm happy. You yeah. can be rich and miserable. Who wants that? No. I'd rather be poor and happy because isn't happiness the goal? So I, sim- I simply try to be happy with the simplest things in life. Go camping. It's cheap as hell and it makes you happy. Go surfing. I already have a surfboard. All I got to do is drive to the beach. I skateboard every day. I'm 40. I skateboard (laughs) every day because it makes me feel happy. All of that stuff is cheap and easy. And I think my parents drilled that into me because my parents were hippies that ran away and got married at 19 years old. We never had much, but we had happiness. Yeah. So there's that. And then there's also the thing is like, I don't like to create waves. Like I'm not the guy who's going to have a shitty look on my face and walk into a place and be like, guess what happened? My whole thing is like, if someone says, Hey Jake, how you doing? You're going to get, dude, I'm doing great. Even if maybe I'm not. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but I have the public me dude where it's like, I'm trying to make people laugh and happy. Look, if I'm super depressed, I'll open up to my friends. Sure. No big deal. But you know, public me dude, it's like, I am happy anyway, and I project the happiness. I don't want to make anyone else's day worse. I'd rather make it better. I'd rather walk through and leave the other side of the room, and everyone's like, huh, cool, you know? Some yeah. people, you know how it is. They walk in the room, and it's almost like a pit bull off the leash. Everyone's like, oh, shit. 
that's an intense person over there. I don't ever want to be that guy. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That's I, it, really. I think you touched on something there. Like I said, that's why one of the things I love about this podcast is I get to talk to people of all, all different upper echelon, lower echelon, doesn't make a difference who they are. But when they speak, I feel like I'm able to kind of pull things out that maybe they don't know that they're doing. So one of the things that I hear you saying is that, you know, you walk into a room and you don't want to make other people feel bad. That's what I'm hearing is focusing on something outside of yourself versus inside of yourself, I think is a massive positive character trait. And the reason why I say that is because when I was going through my depression, all I was thinking about was me, 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 me. Oh, I'm not where I want it. I'm not where I want to be, or I'm not good enough, or I'm not good looking enough, or I'm, I failed at, at buying this com- this $10 million company. I failed at that. So it's always like me, 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 me. But when you focus on other people, not in a people-pleasing manner, but just in the fact that focus outside of yourself, I feel like you're able to get outside of yourself. And then you don't have all this inward spiral thing. So I think that's a really good takeaway for myself and then for other for the listeners is try to focus on other people, not in a people-pleasing manner, but don't always focus on you, 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 you. And then one thing I wanted to ask you, do you think it's a, well, two things. Do you think it's a learned skill to, and like a habit of kind of always projecting that happiness since you were a kid, you think your parents kind of instilled that it's kind of a habit because I'm wondering if it's, if the opposite is true of being negative is kind of a habit. Mm -hmm negativity is absolutely a habit. I'm starting to realize that. And believe me, like, um, it sounds like I'm like the shiny person. And, and I, and I have that in me. I'm also very negative. I'm, I'm judgy. I judge myself a lot. Um, I'll like just to tap real quick on something you said about, you were saying, I never feel like I am where I'm supposed to be. I was a, in a band as well, just like my brother. And my band was decently big and, and locally popular. And we had a time where we toured the nation and stuff too. And at about 33 is when I quit that band. And I, and, and I never, <laughs> you tapped on something where you said never feeling like you are where you should be or, or got where yep. you should have gotten yeah. for years. Like I couldn't even listen to music after I quit my band mm. because I always thought I didn't accomplish shit with my band. I did all this work and I, and I had my brother's band to compare it to my brother's band who's had multiple hit singles, number one singles. I watched them sell out crowds, 15,000 people. And I'm, I love them and I'm happy for them. They deserve it all. They're a fucking great band. But then there was me who my band never made it there. And for years I held on to that. Like I never made it where I should have. My whole music career was a failure. And not till recently did I realize, wait a minute, I got to tour the whole country multiple times. I sold lots of albums. Like I didn't get rich or I didn't, I never made it to where I wanted to as a child. But, um, but dude, I got to play red rocks. I started looking at these little things. Wait a minute. I'm like, how many garage punk bands get to play red rocks, get to tour the country and play huge arenas. And how's this? I met my wife on tour. The very first show of the first nationwide tour that my little band ever got to be a part of, the first show I played, I met my wife in the crowd because her sister knew someone from the band we were touring with. And so they came backstage and we're married now and we have a kid. If I never had my band, I never would have met my wife. I had to start rearranging my thoughts. So I was in a, and I still am, negativity is contagious. And if, if, 
If everything you think about, you think about the negative thing immediately, you're training your mind to do that. I am just now starting to do this. And it's because I came across the video on YouTube where I typed in positive mindset, right? Mm -hmm. And it was a seven day challenge and it was no negative thoughts for seven days. See if you can do this. And it doesn't mean that a negative thought won't pop into your head. It's just don't allow it to, don't verbalize it and don't allow it to continue. Yeah. So whatever, I wake up, it's raining outside. I'm like, ah, another rainy day. Oh, well, you immediately crush it and you go, I like the rain. It's okay. And then you walk away from that thought and then you knock over your coffee cup. God dang it. Uh, oh, well, I have another thing of coffee. I'll make another one. I'll clean it up. And you walk away from that thought. And supposedly, if you can do that for seven days straight, not linger on a single negative mm -hmm. thought, you'll start to train your brain to go positive. It was, dude, it was the Tim Robbins guy <laughs> the yeah. dude with the big teeth. No, the oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tony Robbins. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and I was like, I'm going to try this. And, and I haven't made it seven days yet because we're all human and you're going to. Yep. But every time I F it up, I start over day one again. Yeah. I'm knocked over the coffee cup. Oh, well, make another one. It's all good. And yeah. then. It's starting to work. Hey, Overcomers, I wanted to give a quick shout out to one of our sponsors and it's a sponsor that I highly, highly recommend, and that's BetterHelp. Is there something interfering with your happiness or preventing you from achieving your goals? As a friend, let me tell you, it's that person standing in the mirror. It's that thing in between your ears. It's how you deal with the mental side of life. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can start communicating in under 24 hours. This is not a crisis line. This is not self-help. It is professional counseling done securely online. There is a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. The service is available for clients worldwide. You can log into your account anytime and send a message to your counselor at any time of the day. You'll get timely and thoughtful responses. Plus, you can schedule weekly or video phone sessions so you will never have to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room like you do with traditional therapy. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they can make it easy and free to change counselors at any time if needed. It's very important that you get the right counselor for you. And it's even more affordable than some traditional offline counseling and financial aid is available. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. I love that. BetterHelp wants you to start living a happier life today. You can visit their website and read testimonials that are posted daily. Visit betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, and join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health with the help of experienced professionals. And there is an exclusive offer for overcomers only. For listeners of the Overcoming You podcast only, you will get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. Betterhelp.com slash O-C-Y. Now let's get back to the podcast. So, yeah, um, yeah, dude, it's a, it's a process. Yeah, you know, what you just described is um, something in CBT, which is cognitive behavioral therapy. It's called catch it, check it, change it. So you catch the thought, hey, it's raining outside. Oh, this fucking sucks. I can't believe it. I can't do it. Wait, you caught the thought. Now you check it. Okay, is it really that bad? No, I get to stay inside. You know, for in your case, I get to stay inside, play Legos with, with my kids. All good. And then that's the changing of it. So the catch it, change 
catch it, check it, change it is so huge. And I'm, I'm on this thought process that I think I'm almost certain. And I was able to talk to a, a neuroscientist a couple of weeks ago, and he said the same thing. So it makes me feel really freaking smart. But, <laughs> um, but what I was thinking is like each one, each time you do that is like a mental curl. And so like each time you, you curl, you start off with five pounds and then you go to 10, 15, slowly and surely you callous that mind and build that, that muscle up. And so in the same thing goes with um, negative thoughts. If you sit there and just ruminate about negative thoughts, you're that's a mental curl, but in the wrong direction. So it's hardening yep. that mind. And so that's one of those things, again, that's something that you're doing that is really helping your whole kind of outlook on life, which goes back to one of the things where why I think people are so drawn to you or one of the reasons why I love hanging out with you is because you do have this positive outlook on life because you've had this kind of practice. And so it's really, really cool to see that one, I'm not the only one. And then two, that there's like a legitimate physical process to kind of work through that. So I just, I love that. Yep, I love that. I think some people are naturally just glass half full. We've all met them. Mm -hmm. Nothing gets them down. And I'm not that person. I tend to look at things like, Oh, that's a, that's a far driver. Oh, we might have to put chains on the car to get up, you know, but yeah, hey, that's an opportunity to freaking throw on some snow pants, get under the car, put on some chains and, and freaking do something with, you know, right. that's how I'm starting to try to train myself and starting to work. Yeah. I look at it as like, dude, even if I never make it the full perfect seven days, even if I only do this three times in my life and I never do it again, that's three less negative thoughts that I had in my life. Yep. Boom. Yep, for sure. Yeah, you know? and that's something you touch on there too, is that I used to think once I went through kind of my depression or whatever, I looked back and I went, oh, I was just this super positive guy, which was just fake and just um, trying to put on airs. But I realized that wasn't the case. I was a super gnarly positive guy always, 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 always until about three years ago. And then I started to do the wrong thoughts. And now yep. all of a sudden I ended up in a really fucking bad spot. So you can be, it's to anybody listen to this, you can be that half full type of guy or half full type of girl. But if you let that, that thought process go in the wrong direction, you can end up being that half empty type of guy or type of girl real quick because yeah. there is a clearly delineated time in my, in my life where it's like, I'm 38 now. So pre 35 or pre 36, I was, I was straight happy. I was the life of the party and, in Everything was 100% buff board and I wasn't trying to be boastful or narcissistic. I was just super happy and super outgoing and super energetic. And then some things happened in my life that, you know, people heard on this podcast before and I shared on yours. And then all of a sudden my mind started to go negative, negative. And now I'm on my way back to try to get back to that or try to get back out. So I guess the whole reason why I say that is if anybody listening, make sure that if you go, oh, this this doesn't apply to me. I'm a happy-go-lucky dude. I don't really have depression be careful because you're one upset away and then all of a sudden that one upset or that one thing that doesn't go your way, you know, your band doesn't get to where you want, you lose the $10 million deal and then that day turns into that week, and that week turns into that month, that month turns into that year of nothing but negativity. And then next thing you know, you're uh, not in a good, good spot. Let's just put it that way. So it's very, very yeah. important. And it's the thing now, May, we're recording this in May. And May is mental health awareness is that mental health and physical health are the exact same. And what I mean is if you don't, if you stop working out, if you stop skating, if you stop doing something physical active, your body will atrophy. You will get overweight. Mm -hmm. You will get out of shape. And same thing with mental health. If you 
don't do you know what you're talking about retraining that brain that catch it check it change it type of stuff you will end up being in a not so happy spot or happy go lucky spot so it's no difference so i'm super stoked that you um kind of touched on that there so it's really cool moving on the other thing i wanted to talk to you about is that we are extremely similar in the fact that we are not runners at all mm-hmm. however we connected and have um developed a friendship over running which I want to make sure everyone understands this and please back me up on this. You and I both have the exact same feeling about running, which is we fucking hate running. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, it's where you love it and you hate it. Cause dude, the first mile of running is horrifying every time you start running and a hundred yards in, you're just like, your body's like, nah, dude, you don't, you start walking. There's no real. And then after a mile and a half or so you get into a groove, but yeah, it's never, yeah, I was yeah. never a good runner. It's it's not easy to do. Right. So but I don't but I still do it. Why are we doing it? I don't know. So I want to go through the the whole kind of kind of trail that you had on this running thing. So start us off what back when you first said um when we were when I was on your podcast the first time you said I just wanted to run 1 mile. So start back yeah. there. When did that thought come in, come in and why did you pick pick running because we've hated running our whole entire lives, but then all of a sudden you're like, I want to run one mile. So what was that thought process to start from there? And I want to go into some of the races that we've done since then. Cool. So it, it became a thing. And, and this is a mental health thing, right? I'm, I'm 40 years old and I'd always been um, like an athletic dude. I always played sports growing up, always skateboarded, always surfed. And I, I always had some sort of competition thing. Cause even in my twenties and through my thirties, I was heavily into martial arts, doing martial arts tournaments. Um, all sorts of stuff. I'd always trained. And then, um, we, I had my kid and I know I'm not going to have enough time to go kickboxing and it's expensive to hire trainers. So I, I quit the kickboxing gym. I now, you know, had to work as a barber, had to babysit my kid. I knew I wasn't gonna have time. So about six, seven, eight, nine months go by where I'm just being a dad and just cutting hair. And I start to feel this weird itch where I haven't been competitive in a while. Mm -hmm. Like, and I, and I don't want to be the fastest runner in the world. Like that's not why I started running, but I, I was like, what is an easy thing that I can choose that I can be competitive in? You know, I could try to do jujitsu, but I'm 40. Someone's going to rip my arm off <laughs> I right. got hair to cut, right? I don't want to get injured. Surfing and skateboarding has always been like a fun thing. I've never stopped that, but I don't do competition. So I was like, yeah. how can I give myself like a reason to, to try? I'm all running wait a minute, running is cheap. There's always races. I can throw 50 bucks down, enter a race, and then I get to put a number on my chest and I'm competing. I'm yeah. never going to win because I'm slow, but I'll be in a race. That's where it started. And I'm like, okay, I- I'll try running, you know? And then I, and then I tried running. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. let me run a mile. And I was like, oh, I-, I swear I couldn't even run a full mile. It was like a running, walking 15 minute mile. And I was like, yikes. Right. But I, I wanted to make sure that I didn't quit, so I signed myself up for a race. And that my first race ever happened to be the first race that you and I ever did together, Boney Mountain, which is at Malibu Canyon, right? Yep. And it's a trail running race. And I started to look at videos of running on, on YouTube, and I'm like, trail running looks more fun to me. You're kind of going up and down hills through the mountains or a canyon. Yep. So I'm like, let me try to be a trail runner. And I literally just looked it up, found the shortest distance trail running race I could find, <laughs> which was Boney Mountain. Yeah. And I signed up and it was, it was, I think it was like four weeks ahead of when I started running. And I just said, all right, it's 4K. 
right? It was, I think it was a 4K, was yep. it not? Yeah, I think so. Ran? Yep. Yeah. No, it was six or 5K. It was something at any rate. Right. I think it was four miles. That's what it was. Oh, is it a 6K, 6K, four miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. You ran it too. You got second place, buddy. You yeah. know that race. <laughs> so uh, we'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. That was a great moment. But uh, so anyway, I signed up for it and it was a four mile trail run. And I'm lucky, even if I have to walk half of it, I'm just going to finish it. And it started there. I couldn't run one mile, but I had that race and I knew it was a month away and I was going to do it. And mm-hmm. you signed up and my other friend Enrique signed up. So I got to do it now. Yeah. I got friends that are going and that was enough motivation to get me to get through that race. And then I realized I love running. I hate it, but I love it because I hate it. It's hard. Yes. I don't have to do it. But man, when you cross that finish line, dude, yep. like, yeah, I yes. did it. There's a picture of me and I got a cool, it's the greatest feeling ever. It Simple, is. easy, <clears throat> cheap, local, amazing. And yep. now I love hate running. that's what it is yeah no absolutely so you did so many things there that i think that's why i wanted to have you on too because i think if we follow this kind of game plan that you just did right there i think we can accomplish virtually anything maybe not be first or anything like that so first first thing that happened is that one i think this is something i've been preaching for a long time is that everybody no matter who you are you have to build self-worth And the only way that I know how and the only way that I've researched how to build self-worth is to follow through on something you tell yourself you're going to do, no matter what. Just a backstory. I know I maybe I talked about this. I'm not sure. But after my depression or whatever, I knew that I had to do that. That's the only thing that I knew. And so I literally took a quarter from my nightstand to my dresser, and I said I was going to do it for 30 days. And I'm not getting out of bed at this time. I'm literally – I'm barely getting out of the bed to, to go to the bathroom. But for 30 days, nightstand dresser, nightstand dresser, nightstand dresser. And then after the 30 days, did I feel like a winner? Absolutely not. Still fucking depressed. But did I feel a little bit better? Absolutely. And it's because I proved to myself that I could do something. So first and foremost, we have to have something that I feel you can show yourself that you did. So you pick something, but then you did two things right after that that I think are huge. One is you immediately researched it. So look to something online. That's an action going in that direction of your your task or your objectivity. But then the other thing, and this one here I think is massive because what you did is you put it out into the universe and put it out, meaning you told somebody else about it. So many times we tell ourselves like, oh, we're going to go work out. We're going to go work out. We're working out five, di- five days a week, but we don't tell anybody about it. And it seems counterintuitive, but it's so easy to give up on ourselves than it is to give up on somebody else. But hey, I was already coming. You already said it out on Facebook. Enrique was already there. Like, fuck, I bet you there's part of you in there that's like, kind of don't really want to do this, but I already told everybody I was going to do it. So you put yourself into like a corner. So you thought of something that you could get, you could achieve some progress or or some self-worth. You did one thing really massive is you immediately researched it. So it's putting action in that direction. And then you put it out there in the universe. So I think... If whoever's listening to this right now, no matter what it is, if you want to start that business, if you want to do whatever, go you go YouTube something in that direction, and that's going to put it's going to put that momentum that way. And then, if you really want to get gnarly, then put it out into the universe like you did, because that I think is is I feel like that's like the tipping point into that. And I'll um, I'll tell you a little bit about something later after that. So I think those are really really good tactics to start when you're starting to do something. But then also 
that once you finish, once you cross that finish line, that feeling, and this one here, I don't think, for me, it's not debatable. That feeling of being proud of yourself is got to be the best feeling on the planet. Void of narcissism, void of ego. Would you agree? So perfect. I wanted to add something to what yeah. you're saying, and you kind of just did it. There was another like major thing that happened uh, when I had signed up for the race, and and what made me kind of almost relax and go, "Oh, this can be fun." Is I know I'm not good at running. I, I no delusions of grandeur whatsoever of me win. That that wasn't even a thought of me winning. I it was this weird thing where. I was only in competition with myself. And that's what I like told myself. I go, I don't care if I'm, I don't care if I go here and win. I have no plans on winning. There's real runners that do that race, you know? Yeah. And uh, I was like, I'm just trying to get to the finish line because I've never ran four miles through a Canyon in my life. So I'm like, (laughs) I said this to Enrique, I go, I don't care if I'm dead last. I just can't wait till get through the finish line. And that took all the pressure off. And it's just this easy goal kind of of what uh, you said. It's just, You're not in everyone out, everyone who's listening right now, you look at your hair in the morning in the mirror, I'm having a shitty hair day. No one else on earth notices that. Nope. They're all worried about their hair. You know, like, just remember this, you're only in competition with yourself. You're not even in competition with yourself if you don't want to be, but you should be. Your, Your goal is to be a better you today than you were yesterday. Yep. And if that's that much better, if it means today I did 10 pushups, whereas yesterday I only did nine. It's like, that's the only thing. Don't look at the fastest runner and go, I want to be that guy. Don't look at me. Don't look at my brother's band and go look at how famous they got. Why isn't my band? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I'm on my own journey and my band is going to get as big as my band is going to get. And that's my band's journey. But for so many years, I I compared myself to my brother's band, which they're a wild, huge success. That's like, doesn't happen for most people. Right. And And so... Once I started, you know, realizing that and going, dude, I'm just trying to be the best, you know, drummer or singer I can be. That's all. Yeah. And my band got to do nationwide tours and I met my, I killed it. You know, same with the race. I was like, even if I get last place for me, that's first place. Cause I've never done a race in my life. Yeah. And I, there was this weird moment where I realized that and I was like, oh, all the pressure's off. I just got to go run. And I don't care if I'm three hours behind the last person. It doesn't matter. Yep. Everyone's still going to cheer for me and go way to go, Jake. And I was like, oh. Yeah, this is easy. It's really just you in this world. And you're not in competition with anyone but yourself. And as long as you're happy with you, and have have something to hang your hat on, like you were saying, have little accomplishments, even if it's taken a quarter from here to here, you didn't do that the day before you you win, right? Yep. I'd never done a race before. Now I did one. I'm a better me winning day. Yep. Yeah. Simple. Two other things there that you did to to kind of add to this, this roadmap of feeling better about yourself or accomplishment is that one, you didn't compare yourself to others. And I think in nowadays, and I want to make it very perfectly clear. I always preface this before I say this, but in the social media age that we are at, I love social media. I love that it exists. I love whatever the next thing's coming. I want more of it. I I think it's a valuable tool. However, it is just a tool. But unfortunately, we get into this comparison aspect oh my brother's band is this or or oh jake looks way better than i do with his hair than i do or or so on and so forth and comparison will fucking kill your joy in a heartbeat because there's always somebody better 
There was only one Michael Jordan that's ever lived or whatever. So you didn't compare yourself, but then also you gave yourself the grace. And I want to make sure to preface this again. It's not a matter of fact that you said, oh, I just don't give a shit how I did. But you gave yourself the grace knowing that, hey, this is the first time you're doing something. So for you to think that you're going to do this well is not very logical or or probable. When is the last time you did anything for the first time and we're good at it? Let me help everybody out that's listening. Let me help everybody. Nobody is ever. You never, you're, Rocky has never just st- stood up and just started walking its first time. Like, I got this, dad. Don't worry about it. You nope. know? My, I watched him fall a thousand times on his face before he was able to take his first step. You know? Yeah. yeah. A little, it's, yeah. And it's Michael, it's famously, you mentioned Michael Jordan earlier. Yep. Did not make his high school basketball team. Right. Yeah. Best so, player of all time in most people's mind. For Didn't sure. make the team. Yeah. So I think if you can, not compare yourself, and especially when you're starting out, realize that you are it's your first time and nobody's ever been good their first time out at anything. Once again, that's not to let yourself off the hook and just not try your best, but realize that most likely you are not going to be the best since it, this is your first time. But then so then you get what will happen is what happened to you is that you cross that finish line. And now, I mean, obviously, since quarantine, but now since then we've done another race and we were planning yep. to do a couple, a couple others because that little tiny progression fuels you. It makes you feel better. And so you want to continue doing that, but you got to go through that first and you have to go across that finish line first. Yeah. It's just really, really cool to see that kind of progression kind of go through and we're the exact same, same way. I can't stand running, but I love running. It's so fucking weird. It's so odd, yeah. but. It's like, the, yeah, when you're lacing up your shoes, you're like, here we go. You know, yeah. it's like you're excited. You're going to go work out. But you know that it's like I said, running is such a, a perfect thing for anyone dealing with any type of depression that needs just something to hang your hat on. Because here's the deal. You will get faster. Mm-hmm. You will be able to run farther. You will. No matter what. Your first time's going to suck. Your first 10 times are going to suck. But the beauty with running is you're only against yourself. Yep. You're just looking at how how long did it take me to do the mile last time? Nine minutes. I'll try to do it in eight minutes and fifty nine seconds this time. And yeah, you can you get these little increments, and and you're only against yourself, and you just walk outside and you achieve it. And here's the deal: everyone out here listening, if you've never ran before, go walk a mile. Just try to jog as much as you can. Guarantee you, when you try it again tomorrow, you'll be able to jog a little more. And yep. then before you know it, you're running the full mile. Now you want to do two and you're testing yourself. You're constantly achieving. And it's the easiest, cheapest, simplest way to just show yourself that you're in this and you're, 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 you're doing it, you know, yep. like, yeah, for sure. I love running actually. Now it's like, <laughs> yes, I do hate starting a run, but man, has it been the greatest find for me? You yeah. Know? 40 so, years old. I did my first race in January. So I have yeah. to tell you in full disclosure, I may um, edit this part out because <laughs> I'm a little scared to put it out in the universe, but May Mental Health Awareness Month. And so today is the fifth. And so I've been running the number of miles of the number of days and then dedicating each day to a mental health awareness statistic or or a way to help increase mental health. And I have this astronomical idea, you know, as far as like on May 22nd, the number of people per day, number of veterans per day that take their lives is 22. So I want to dedicate like that day to them and kind of do it in, in night. But it's one of those things where I've been kind of dealing with it. And I was almost posted 
that I was going to go live tomorrow to kind of talk about it. But I was like, I don't know if I can fucking do that. <laughs> There's so many, and I wasn't going to run. So when I get to like 20 miles, I wasn't, I was going to run as much as I could, but I was going to break it up into the days. Cause we may be back open. And we, we may be back to work or whatever. So break oh it up. And, oh, so I'm, uh, Wait, so you're going to do 22 miles on the 22nd. That one, How- that for sure. I'm going to do. That's gnarly. Well, that's yeah. awesome. I love that. Wait, no. So back to your, your, wait, you're not sure about going live and talking about it tomorrow because because you're not sure you can do the mileage or yes. you're not sure about going. Okay. I'm not I sure see. about doing the mileage because I want to bring awareness and, and I know this would do very well. And I have some other um, things that I've Our, talked to. No worries. I've had some other um, organizations that I talked to kind of do some fundraisers, but still still not not sure so um dude i'm with you on that one because i know we're here and we're talking about going after it and getting it and putting that out there but that's another thing it's like you put it out there yeah. you want to do it and 27 miles dude let's recalibrate the competition here a little <laughs> bit. I'm gonna do half of the number of each yeah no I, i'm with you on that like, yeah. I, dude, we, I know we, we want to be the shining light but holy shit dude there's yeah. a I don't that's know. heavy man if you do that though you're a legend yeah yeah, so I'm with you. That would be a sketchy one to just put out there in the world because that's a thing. Yeah, that's a thing right there. The only you should have chose anyway. Like I said, too, I'm not sure. It, <laughs> it's too late to change it to kilometers. <laughs> then we can just they'll shave a few miles off. That the will. Top, that will. That will. Maybe I'll oh. do that. Maybe I'll do that. Uh, in honor of everyone, every other country on earth, we're gonna do kilometers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we still doing with? Oh my miles? god, that's a good one. Uh, so kind of jumping back, I wanted to ask you, since you alluded to it there in, so with, when you're talking about your band versus your brother band, one, was there any sort of resentment there between, I mean, I know you two are really close, but was no, there resentment? Not, or not just... resent, no, not resentment because, um, dude, the reality is, and I've all, and you know, we were, we were different bands and, mm-hmm. and, and the failure, like, I can't even say failures because my band was wildly successful, but the amount of success that my band got in the end probably was helped out quite a bit by the success of my brother's band. Like all these big nationwide tours that my band was on mm-hmm. was because of the connections built through my brother's success and all that. So not, not resentment, um, it, it, but definitely like probably a little jealousy and just a little, sure. like, it's tough when, you know, cause our band was a, big enough band that there was, you know, record labels interest and we, we sold sure. lots of albums and, and there was, we were like almost having a breakthrough always for like years. Yeah. So to see my brother's band fly up to, you know, the top, there was just a, I want that too. I don't know, you know, sure. I don't know what to call that, but there was a big, like, God, I want to get up there with him too and be doing, being on, I mean, dude, yeah. their, their big opening first single, Lay Me Down, was the number one single for like 11 weeks. It like right. broke records mm-hmm. as like the longest running independent single on the alternative charts ever. Like it was crazy. So yeah. it was exciting and I was happy for them a lot, but there was a lot of, oh, I want that too. So it was more of that, not, yeah. not resentment because I would never have wanted their success to not happen. Sure. Oh, no way. Sure. That would be, I'm it- so stoked that they are what they are. Yeah. And you, you were a mariachi band, right? We were a mariachi band yeah. and a little niche, little niche. But uh, no, we were like a ska punk band, you know, yeah. nothing. And another thing is, is dude, my brother's band, it was special. And we knew it right away. Mm-hmm. Like before they, the first three songs they wrote, everyone who heard them was like, Oh, you guys are doing it 
different, yeah. very unique sound. So I kind of always knew that there was a explosion waiting for them. Yeah. So I actually want to see maybe is the word. <laughs> like, I want that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Are, are you, what's the age difference between you two? Are you older? Or I'm older? older than him by just under two years. We're fair. We're pretty close yeah. in age, but yeah. So, you know, my younger brother just zapping right up there into the stars, you know, gotcha. so it was a little jealousy for a while. Sure. Sure. So that's actually interesting. Cause I want to kind of unpack that if you don't mind is that, yeah. so you had this, quote unquote failure or not achieving what you wanted to achieve. And I yeah. had a very similar thing in when I tried to buy that $10 million corporation and it kind of went south. So how did you end up overcoming that? Because I'm sure you kind of went a little bit down after that whole thing or after it kind of fell apart. So can you connect the dots kind of going backwards, like how you kind of got over it to where it's to where now you look like, Shit, I'm so I'm so stoked because you are you are absolutely correct. You're one of very few bands that get to play Red Rock, and if you don't know Red Rock, it's one of the most gorgeous venues yeah. in the world. It's freaking amazing. So how did you work through that? Yeah, I was super down, you know, because here's the deal, dude. I've played in bands since I was 15, and I and and we were like my band. I was the drummer originally, and we were like that young band that 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 was going places. You know, we were recording in big studios as children. You know, and oh, so wow. then to all of a sudden, like it kind of goes away, and I'm get. I, I was getting into my mid 30s, and we still hadn't gotten to where I, I. We hadn't gotten to a place where that was what I do for a living. Gotcha. That's it. You know, I'm paying my bills because I'm in a band. Never got there. Mm-hmm. And a lot of my friends' bands were. I think that is what made it harder. Was like. Was that our band was kind of like, I don't think we're, and I started to realize, I don't know if we're going to get past where we are because our musical style, we're just not super poppy and catchy. We're more grimy. Mm-hmm. So we are what we are. Yep. And a lot of other bands were getting bigger. So it was hard on a, on a double level because, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of, when you're a kid, you just know you're going to be huge. And then I started to know that I'm not going to be huge, yeah. but I'm also watching my brother and other people that I'm super getting close huge. to become that hugeness. Yeah. It was a double hitter. It's like, I can't just go, okay, I'm, I'm moving away from music and I'm going to go do something else. I can't move away from music. My family is embedded in music. My yeah. brother's band is always doing shows. So I had to be around it. So it was really tough. I was really depressed and I did a hard cut because I knew me when I left my band surround sound and, and I said, I'm, I'm off tour. I don't want to do this anymore. I said, I need to do a hard cut. If I don't just go, I'm done with music right now, I'll start another band, I'll try mm. again, and it'll be this cycle. I knew I needed to, to simplify my thought process, not think about being the world's biggest rock star, which is what I used to think about, sure. and just go, how, how can I simplify everything and, and just be happy? And that's when I came to that mindset of, why am I chasing fan bases and money? Mm-hmm. I should be chasing happiness. What's yes. my favorite things to do on earth? Surfing? watching movies. And I'm like, wait a minute, I can do all of that right now. I like started to think that way. And then I said, all right, I know that I don't want to just get some job where I work for some corporation or somebody else. So how can I be happy? And I said, barbering. I had a friend who was a barber and I went and watched him do barbering for like three days straight at his barbershop. And I said, this is something I can do. I work for myself. I wear what I want. I still get to be artsy and creative Mm -hmm. enough Sure. And I'm in an environment where I can talk shit and make people laugh. And I was like, wait a minute, this is just like hanging out on a tour bus, except I'm home. I get to surf. I mean, here's another thing with music. I didn't get to surf almost every summer. I was on tour and I started to be like, oh man, 
I think I might like surfing more than, you know, I started to look at my life and go, wait a minute, all the things that I needed to make me happy, I already had, but I was dreaming about this fantasy. And Mm. I also realized this, I didn't want to be a famous musician and play shows forever. I had this dream where I was going to write a couple hit singles and then go surf Uh, island and never have to worry about bills. I'm like, wait a minute. My goal isn't even to be on stage until I die. So why am I chasing that? My goal is to mm. surf and relax by the beach with my family. I'm like, uh, yeah. I already have that. So it was just changing from success to happiness was my goal. And then I said, all right, I'm a barber now. I'm making money. I can surf whenever I want. I'm happy every day because all the things I really love, I have. But it, there was a long time in between that where I still was just like, I got to start a band. <laughs> what am I doing? I'm wasting sure. my, t- oh, just depressed. Just every day I'd wake up and the first thing I would think is, I'm not going to be, my band is over. I'm done. I was just depression. And then I changed my mindset to chasing happiness instead of success. And happiness is way easier to get. Yep. Yeah. Happiness, probably everybody has something in their house right now that they love to do. Well, you can do that. Yep. Nothing stopping you. Change yep. your goals. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you said something else in there that we talked about earlier. Once again, during that whole time where you're, I'm not where I want to be. I'm not where I'm at. There was that comparison going back in there. You weren't looking for yourself. You weren't comparing yourself to yourself. You're comparing yourself to the other buddies bands around. And that comparison will fucking rob you of your joy. I'm just yep. convinced. hundred percent. Convinced. Oh, you're dead right. Yeah. And then the other thing that you said there is really important for the listeners to understand is that once you start to make that shift, that mental shift towards, hey, I can just have a couple bean burritos, sit on the sit on the beach and fucking surf and I'm happy. That mental shift when you first do it doesn't just click and go, All right, nope, I'm I'm good. I'm all happy. Let's la di da. No, it's slowly and surely. You don't get physically fit overnight. You don't get a six pack overnight. It's slowly, surely. So Mm -hmm. realize that if you are in that mindset right now and you're trying to shift towards that positive, realize that it's going to take time. It's going to feel awkward or fake or not real at first, but just continue to do it over and over. It's just continue to do the curl. It's going to hurt. Your muscles going to be sore. When you do the squats, it's going to hurt. When you sit down to take a take a dump, unless you're like Jake and I, you just do it in your pants. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's slowly but surely we'll, we'll go there. And I think that's one thing that I had to learn is because I was just like, oh, as soon as I think positive or as soon as I focus on the fact that I have the most amazing wife in the history of ever – next to me and she didn't leave me during this time and I'm so lucky that she's way out of my league and super hot and if I just focus on that then I get to feel so much I get to feel joy and I get to feel love again I know it sounds awkward or whatever but it's so true it's so important but it just takes time to kind of turn that brain around and turn that mental health and that physical health around it doesn't happen overnight but you got to start somewhere so it's so much easier to be negative. Yes. Yep. It's so much easier because you have to look for the positive in things. If, if you're not a naturally super positive person. Yeah. You, you know, you gotta, like I said, you knock over a cup of coffee. There's two types of people in the world. There's people that are going to go, God dang it. And kick the you know, days over. And then there's people that go, Oh, well, grab a thing, wipe it up. And guess what? Two minutes later, you're drinking the next cup. You forgot that you even knocked the cup of coffee yep. over. It's a choice. Yeah. Or you can let that knocked over cup of coffee literally ruin your entire rest of your day. Yeah. It's a way easier choice to just let it ruin your day because then you can blame the cup. Yep. Just, yeah. Ah, and I love that you, 
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I love that you say it's a choice because I think it is a, a choice because I think negativity is so it's what happens, meaning if you don't tend to your garden, it gets weeds, metal rust, wood rots, muscles atrophy. So if you don't physically go out and try to push or or harness the positivity, then the negative will overcome no matter what, just because that's the way kind of life goes. But once you get into that habit, then all of a sudden you're like yourself and um, not to continue to give you the same compliment, but I just love the <laughs> fact that you're out there. And I love the, I love your feeling good with Duddy podcast because that one, like I said, on the last time I was there, that one little minute, whether it be 10 laughs or a giggle or a smile or a smirk, that one little minute or that one little chuckle or those 10 little laughs can change the trajectory of someone's life. And you don't know who's listening to you. There's thousands of people listening to you. And there's you. I guarantee you there's one of me that was laying in a bed that happened to turn on your podcast and then chuckled. And then that maybe didn't make their life better, but they got out of bed and they took a shower. And then Mm -hmm. instead of eating garbage, maybe they ate a little something better. And then the next week they went to the gym and then the next. So like I said before, I can't thank you enough for what you do because it may seem – just like you're having fun and I know you are and it's like no big deal, but you are putting smiles on people's lives and you're changing their their lives without you knowing or with you knowing it. So I just value the fact that you and your brother are out there and you got that podcast. So I really do love that. Dude, thank <clears throat> you. And we're in, and the podcast like loves you. Our fans love you. You've been on twice now. Yep. And I love that you and I started this relationship. You and I never knew each other. Nope. You did my brother and my podcast and then we ran a race together. Then we ran another one. Now yep. you've done our podcast again. Now I'm doing yours. Like we are friends. Yep. I have sure. your number. We text. Yep. My wife met your wife. She thinks she's awesome. Yep. We're friends. Yes. And we never would have met if the if it weren't for us doing what we're doing right here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very, Beautiful lu- thing, man. very lucky. We're, very lucky. We're winning. Yep. So I know we're kind of cruising up on time. I just have one last question for you. But before I do that, let everybody know that doesn't know you. Um, a little bit about your podcast. How often do you put it out? When when can they find or where can they find you? Social media, all that type of stuff. Okay, cool. It's feeling good with Duddy, and the feeling does not have a G, you know. But it's easy if you type in Duddy. That's my brother's name. Uh, it'll usually pop up. So find us at Feeling Good with Duddy. Pretty much everywhere. If you go to our website, it's fgwdpodcast.com. All of the links for everything we do is there. Okay. So our show, we release an episode every Wednesday, but during the coronal times, my brother's in a band. He's not touring. I'm a barber. I'm not cutting hair. We've been releasing two podcasts a week. We've been doing one on Wednesday, one on Friday, and we also have like a Patreon page now where we do another show on there every Monday. So. We're putting it out, man, but it's easy. Go to fgwdpodcast.com. All of our links are there. You can find us. You can find uh, the, the latest episode with yourself. Josh Canuti is is up right now at all our socials. And that's it, man. We're just plugging away. And we're going to try to keep doing two a week until we can't and maybe three a week if we can. Who yep. knows? We're just trying to do as much as we can, man. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Awesome, man. So just last question before uh, we kind of end this podcast here. So how do you... Personally, how does Jake build his self-worth? Okay. It's super important to, and we've touched on this a few times, to have little, little, little accomplishments in your life. It's, it's so huge. So I guess two things. Like my self-worth is l- looking at your family and your life and taking stock of all the good people you have in your life. Those are all pluses. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another thing is I changed my, my outlook. I'm not concerned with the fancy car, the big house, the money. I just want to be happy. Yes. 
So the simplest things in, the, in life that make me happy, let's do that more. The, the most affordable, the easiest, the less stress, let's do that more. So that's how I build my self-worth. And then the main thing is, is little tiny accomplishments, little things to hang your hat on. If, if I haven't done anything I'm proud of in the last month, maybe I ran five miles and I've never ran that far before. Well, I can go, oh, well, I ran further than I've ever ran. So give yourself these little things. Like it, even if it's starting to do push-ups right now and you do three of them today, you didn't do three yesterday, did you? Nope. There's something to hang your hat on. Go walk a mile. If you've never walked a mile or you didn't, there's something you just did. And the next day, walk a mile and two steps further. You know, just give yourself little accomplishments so that you can go, yep, I did do that. I got up and I did that. And then you'll, you know, look in the mirror and go, just be honest with yourself too when you look in the mirror and just go, hey, dude, you can be better here. And you're you're doing this great and you're doing this terribly. Let's let's change that. Yep. Don't lie to yourself. Dude, everyone yeah. who's listening, you're all individuals, you're all living in your own movie. So just dude, fill your movie with whatever makes you happy, man, and do that. And and don't make waves. Just yep. don't make other don't make anyone else bummed out. They ask you how you're doing, go, I'm doing great. How are you? And try to make them smile and <laughs> Uh, yeah. it'll just you'll attract other happy people <laughs> no it's perfect no that's perfect i absolutely yeah. love it i love it well brother thank you so much for taking the time to cruise on the overcoming you podcast jake feeling good with duddy i appreciate it thank you everybody and remember be kind to yourself thank you so much for listening to this podcast with jake b thank you so much to our sponsors at onit.com slash ocy and save up to 10 percent on your purchase and please if you're feeling down if you're feeling anxious if you're feeling depressed or if you just need to get something off of your chest please visit betterhelp com slash ocy and talk to a local licensed therapist that will help you with whatever your needs are and remember be kind to yourself mm-hmm. 